I left sure? my water bottle in the car. Oh, you, oh, you left your yes, water please. bottle. <laughs> oh no, everybody. He packed it up. Everybody, Tommy left his water bottle. Wow. That's not too different yeah. from Ford, is it? It's true. I was packing up my water bottles and I got a bunch that I don't use and I have a few <laughs> that are very I, I have a few that are very important to me, but I must have thrown them all in this box and I <laughs> I ran it through right, the incinerator uh, and they're all gone. <laughs> all right, tough guy. Okay. I, I said this this cord box needs one more cord. Oh, I'll unwrap this one from my microphone and throw it in there. <laughs> this cord box is almost perfectly full. Raz, Raz, do we have any other cords? Raz, I need one more cord. Wait a second. No, I found it. I have the perfect cord. You have a lot of nerve. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Justin, make that the intro. Hello, everybody. Welcome in to the Let's Talk Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, TJ Lett, here with my co-host, J.R. Lett. And you might be asking yourself, Tommy, why do you sound so different? Tommy, why is it that you don't sound how you normally sound when you record this podcast. Tommy, what was that background noise that just happened? Yeah, a car was driving by and it it got picked up because we're using worse mics because, listen, folks, I flubbed, okay? We're not going to go into details. It's about our private life, and here at Let's Talk, we keep celebrity and private life separate you know we we have a lot of fans on this show if i started giving out my address if i started giving out personal info i'd get doxxed and my family would have to move it just it's not it's not where we want to go but here's what i'll say i i messed up tommy i apologize to anna and justin who put hours into the production of this podcast to make us sound good to the listeners who have to endure the tragedy that is the sound quality for this episode. I take full responsibility and I promise to be better moving forward. Thank you for that, Jack. Um, It's personal. We're not not getting... This is a podcast that keeps private and celebrity separate. Yes, yep. We're not going to go into details as why we sound different. We can't divulge <laughs> that information. I, I I misplaced a cord. I I I unintentionally intentionally sent my microphone cord away from my home. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to go into further details, but I take more responsibility. Uh, yeah, I'm good. Good with that. That's all. All the detail we need to get into it, Jack. Happy to be here with you. Glad we are finally getting this ball rolling. Um, it was an incredibly exciting week. Um, there were many matchups, I think three, that uh, came down to the Monday night game and when it was very close in all three matchups uh, most of the w- way through that game. Um, let's, let's dive right into the matchups, Jack, unless there's anything else you want to say post, uh, post your apology speech. Absolutely nothing to say. I mean, it's going to be the sh- the same old shtick for me this week. 
I, I, I don't know, man. My season's over, but I, I don't want to start off on that note. Let's get into the matchups. Incredibly exciting week. I'm excited to be a fan this week. You know, on the podcast, sometimes as a host, it can get competitive because not only do Tommy and I host this podcast, we actually compete in the league that we're discussing. A lot of people don't know that, but we're actually competitors within this league. We're not just analysts, announcers. Um, you know, we're players and coaches. It's pretty crazy. It's a lot of responsibility. But the takeaway is I, this season, will not be a competitor. So it'll be fun announcing as a fan because I'll be from the outside looking in. My team is depleted. Uh, I'm throwing in the towel. Tommy, what matchup are we going to talk about first? Because I'm giddy. There was some serious excitement in week two. And I honestly want to talk about week three already because there's some exciting matchups coming up and week three is when that's when things start to get real the first two weeks it's sort of like preseason you know what i mean it's just meandering about tommy jump in here tell me to shut up as you always do what are we going to talk about first give me the science give me the facts heck let's dive right into scott's matchup versus just we start with this one Again, because Scott currently has the best team in the league, uh, he had put up another massive week, 15,722. Justin's team was not ready to play. They forgot. They thought it was their early bye week. Uh, they only put up 86-28. Uh, Jack, Scott is 2-0. and Justin falls to 1-1. and uh, Scott has now scored over 30,000 over 31,000 points uh, for, through the first two weeks. So that's over an average of 15,500 each week. His team is crushing it. He looks unstoppable. He's got to be true. I'm sorry it, to cut you off, but this narrative, I mean, it's this is his destiny season. Can this be happening? It's week two, but uh, we have to ask the question is this happening? I mean, is this the season of destiny that we all expected it to be? What a week. One in week two, back-to-back performance from Scott. Holy cow. I mean, holy cow. What's more impressive, Scott's dominance or Justin's lack of? I, I jest. I jest. I'm right there with Justin. Everyone has down weeks, but this is a, this is a crazy start to Scott's season. I mean, what are your, Tommy, championship prediction. Say it now or, or denounce it. You have to choose a side. <laughs> well, the, I mean, the odds are that he won't win. Right. Wow. Uh, okay. Because because even I, no, I'll stop you right there. Oh I choose Scott for a championship. I I choose Scott for a championship. Hashtag Tyrant Tom against Scott. Hashtag Jack for justice. Hashtag Justice Jack for Scott. Hashtag Justice for Scott. Hashtag Justice Scott Jack. Hashtag Scott Justice Jack. Hashtag Tyrant Tom. Hashtag Crooked Louie. All right, Tommy. Move on with the analysis. <laughs> Oh, jeez, oh, Louise. Tyler Lockett, dude. We all wanted him for a reason. He's unbelievable. <clears throat> okay, Jack. Tyler Lockett and Debo Samuel are the uh, second and third ranked wide receivers on the season so far, only behind two Coopers, one cup. And oh my gosh! You're, you're, are you seriously going to leave? They, did you need to bring that up right now? I didn't bring anything up. I was wow. talking about Cooper Cup. Anyway, 
dude, I can't believe I don't have him. Okay, Jack, relax. This is not about you. We will talk about your woes soon enough. Um, yeah, so listen, Tyler Lockett has not had a super consistent year recently. Uh, to my memory, he's very up and down. Started off super hot last year and then absolutely disappeared second half of the year. Debo Samuel is amazing and will continue to be amazing for the 49ers when he is healthy. I don't remember the last time Debo Samuel was consistently healthy. So there are, I mean, but it, it's like, don't worry about that. You know, injuries are going to happen if they're going to happen. Regression is going to happen if it's going to happen. But Gosh should definitely ride this high. His team looks amazing. His wide receivers look amazing. Nick Chubb looks amazing. Chris Carson's been getting a lot of work and has looked great. He's got Travis Kelsey, puts up another 2,000 easy. It, it, New England's been a great defense. They'll probably continue to be a great defense. Uh, Herbert really hasn't even played that well yet. Um, and Scott's still been dominating. So if Herbert figures it out, uh, which I think he will. I mean, he's looked good. They they just haven't been putting up points for whatever reason. So I think he'll be better. Hopefully his wide receivers stay. That, I mean, they're not going to stay second and third ranked all year. I mean, that would be, that, that's an almost impo- an impossibility. So they will dial it back at least a little bit. But uh, the consistency of Nick Chubb and Chris Carson and Travis Kelsey with the upside potential of Lockett, Samuel, Herbert, and I mean, obviously Nick Chubb can go and off too, but like, it's just the guys, it's, the guy's got two stud wide receivers on his bench. I, I want both Sterling Shepard and Tim Patrick. Those guys would both be starting on my team. I mean, that's how pathetic my team is. Not to make it about me again, can't. but Scott, Scott is great. Scott's great. Scott's team is great. He's going to win the championship. It's, it's yeah. the writings on the wall. You Are you going to You cannot yeah. say he has Two stud wide receivers on his bench, and then Wait, say the name Sterling Shepard and Tim <laughs> Patrick. <laughs> let me say something. Let me let me explain why I said that. Jerry Judy was going to be a top ten wide receiver this year. He was on my team. He's now out through the first eight weeks, probably. Until Jerry Judy comes back, I believe that Tim Patrick is the wide receiver one in that offense. Now you can say it's not the most electric offense. I think Tim Patrick is going to have a lot of touchdowns and i mean several (laughs) bold prediction the very first game post jerry judy showed that tim patrick was like the third option on the team Cortland sutton and noah fant both got more target more targets than him we'll see Cortland's Cortland sutton is the wide receiver one for denver all right and and will be fantasy wise all right we'll see We'll see. Someone write anyway, it down. Anyway, really need to write these things this, down. This, this Enough about even... Scott's team. Enough about Scott's team. This is a disaster already. Um, you just can't say stud wide receiver and then follow it up with Sterling Shepard. And you, I mean, you what being the show villain? What is <laughs> who? Who? What? What? What is Tyler Lockett and what are Devontae Adams then? If the if okay. the if the tier is that Sterling Shepard have... and Tim Patrick are studs. For, okay, dude, have you, like, it's in the context of my team, and, and it's literally, obviously they're not studs, but I think they're bench studs. I mean, clearly in the context of a bench was how I was judging them. Those are two guys that aren't on my bench, uh, and I think, you know, you look over at, at Justin's team, he has strong wide receivers, so 
uh, like, but in the flex spot, Justin could easily be starting Sterling Shepard or Tim Patrick instead of Brandon Ayuk. <clears throat> like, those are startable guys. That's all I mean by, you know, he's just got a deep, uh, a deep bench. I, I, okay, I, I don't know. We'll see the with this increase to five bench spots. We'll see how that affects the disparity in the league because I could see it. I mean, just just from already, just the depth some people have, it it could get. I mean, Scott Scott could go on a tear. Um, all right. Well, you and I have a def- have a def- different definition of stud, but we will move on. Um, they are both playable wide receivers. I agree with that. I didn't know that meant that they were studs, but we'll move on. <laughs> hashtag hashtag tyrant Tom. Hashtag Merriam Webster Tom. Hashtag Merriam Tomster. Hashtag Tom Webster. I mean, this dude's got the definition of stud open on his laptop, like freaking encyclopedia master over here. Hashtag Merriam Tomster. I mean, this is absurd. First of all, first of all, if I looked up the Webster's definition of the word stud, do you think it would talk about like? the quality of a wide res- of like a, of some sort of <laughs> subject but like a stud That's, in Webster's listen, dictionary is not the definition we're using you're the one you know poking holes okay here's what i'll say because we you went on and on about scott's team justin's team is nothing to worry about he's only at 8628 points this week but i still like Corey davis <laughs> you do got to worry a little bit about whoa zach wilson looks bad but I think it's the freshman jitters. I think he'll come into himself, and I, th- I still think Corey Davis is the guy on that team. The Patriots, I mean, the Patriots always stop on the Jets, so don't panic there. DJ Moore, still like him. He had a solid week, 17-90, caught a tutty, eight receptions. He's going to be electric. The Panthers are better than people expected, uh, putting a beat down on the Saints. Dalvin Cook, you're going to love that week after week. David Montgomery, not not great, not breaking a thousand, but Bears pulled out a W. Bengals are bad, huh? So I was wrong about them. I mean, only two games into the season, but I'm glad I pivoted on Joe Burrow quickly. Here's what I'll say, Tommy. Justin Tucker <laughs> needs to do more for Justin. He's not going to win with Justin Tucker only getting three digits. He needs more. Patrick Mahomes on the bench. I mean, it didn't matter. They got the same amount of points, but interesting move by Justin. I get it because Baltimore's defense is good, but it's also Patrick Mahomes. So, But either way, I mean, I guess it didn't affect it. Um, down week for Justin's team, but I expect his team to bounce back. Uh, Kylan Hill needs to be off his roster. I'll say it every week. So does Trevor Lawrence. I mean, the guy's three quarterbacks. This is the stuff where, I mean, Justin, you have talent on your team, but you're also trying to lose. So please right. please try to win, and you you might actually because your team's good and and I I'm, I'm proud of you. You're you're doing well. Yeah, he act- he a- he actively like tries to sabotage himself in a sense. Um in in the name of humor. Um <laughs> he didn't mean to play Kirk Cousins. He had, <laughs> he, had he had Kirk Cousins in his starting lineup all week as a hilarious joke because no way is he actually going to play Kirk Cousins over Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> And then on Sunday, he fell asleep. He took, like, six naps. And woke, I woke him up at 3.05 to remind him that he still had Kirk Cousins in his starting lineup, 
whose game had just started. He's like, oh, I thought it was a 325 start. Oh, that's absolutely hysterical. Uh, I mean, I'm glad it worked out for him. Glad it, <laughs> right. glad it worked it out in the sense that too. you're right. It, they scored the same hand. It wouldn't have mattered one iota. But no, I, Justin, ha- like, like, it's like you said, Corey Davis is going to be great. It was always going to be a horrible game against the Patriots. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is a stud. DJ Moore, I think, will be great. He did uh, drop uh, Chenault Jr. to pick up Darius Slayton. Um, so we'll see if that move works out for him. Um, Montgomery's looked good. Cook's looked good. So, yeah, I still like the main players on his team. Uh, but you're right. Depth is a problem since he's rostering three quarterbacks. Don't worry, he dropped Kirk Cousins to pick up Taylor Heineke and now changed his name. Is he really going to play Heineke? So we'll get another joke of that throughout the week until he accidentally starts uh, Taylor Heineke. So, um, <laughs> Justin, I mean, <laughs> bench spots are important. I, I, I say that having a useless bench, but, but uh, like, I come to the playoffs especially. I mean, I guess it's not playoff time yet, but just please you know, try, but also it's hilarious. So I get it. Um, Tommy, I know it's my fault, but on to the next matchup. Who's up next? If it's my team, we're not going to talk about it. We're going to just move on, but please uh, tell me who's not. It's not your team. Let's move on to the, the second place team. Uh, Peter and Henry Sargent, uh, the co-managers of bite their kneecaps. <laughs> So I got a laugh from the audience. It made me snicker. Uh, they had a miraculous comeback, pulling off a victory of 15,954 to uh, Dan's, a.k.a. Byron Scott's, 15,622. Jack, uh, it was not looking promising for the sergeants uh, starting off going into the Monday night game. They needed a miracle. And they got a miracle in the form of Aaron Jones, who was just unstoppable. And the Packers just kept feeding him. I mean, it was like their sole purpose in the game was to get Aaron Jones touchdowns specifically. Like, other touchdowns from different players on the team would not suffice. It had to be Aaron Jones. He ended up with 17 rushing attempts for 67 yards and a touchdown and caught six passes from six targets for 48 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, yeah, and the last touchdown was what is what did it and, and gave him the win. After a fifty, that's a yeah. monstrous, monstrous Monday night performance. For sure, it sure is. Uh, Tom Brady went off again, twenty nine sixty four. I'm very jealous. I, sh- I mean, Tom Brady's going to be a top five quarterback this year. If that offense stays healthy. And Gronk's going to be a top five tight end. And it's like, yeah. what? They are? Yeah. But somehow, I mean. Well, nobody put in a waiver claim for Gronk. So there's a lot of people that have some questions to answer in this league. I have George Kittle, which apparently doesn't matter. But I thought it did at the time. Right, right. Uh, I think me drinking this water is going to show up pretty heavily. Cheers, Tommy. I know. I just, I heard um, you. I was hoping it was alcohol, but it's water. So that's yeah. really disappointing. Drink up everybody. I'm drinking a truly strawberry lemonade, hard, hard seltzer, not sponsored. Wish uh, they were a sponsor. Up. No matter what time it is, you know, our policy let's talk glug, 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 Tommy. But, yeah, 
Jack, this is such a crushing loss. I mean, I, I know you said it's an amazing comeback for Peter, but just got to give a shout out to Dan, also known as Byron Scott. A brutal loss with 15,622 on the week. You got to expect that to be a W. Painful, painful, painful. Tommy, tell me what you like about Henry's team other than the comeback from Aaron Jones. What is what is Henry's upside, and are you worried about Sarge and the drama that, that has been going on in the locker room, apparently from their camp? Henry's pretty unhappy with, with some of the uh, things that Sarge has been doing in terms of handling the team. So any comments on that? Um, I will say, Jack, I did get an inside look at that locker room. Um, I was actually at their place Monday watching the game, um, which I got, I got to see his re- Pete's reaction in, in person in real time uh, when Aaron Jones put him in front. So that was fun. But, Jack, there is some serious discord going on right now between Henry and Peter. Um, I, I can tell you for a fact that there have been some roster moves that I, I let's just say it wasn't coming from, coming from Henry's camp. And mm. I've been hearing so, the same thing. It's interesting yeah. to hear you confirm that after, after just to be clear, Tommy actually visited their camp was there in person followed, uh, you know, COVID protocol quarantine two weeks. Um, but they, he was able to fly out there and boy, uh, what an interesting inside look. I, I I'm curious to know, but I won't probe more Tommy. Other than Aaron Jones, I look at, I mean, you mentioned Tom Brady. Sarge's team is just, it's solid across the board. I will say, you you sound like you think Noah Fant is going to continue. I think that might have been a fluke, uh, but I've been burned by him in seasons past, so this might be a personal bias here. I just don't buy that he's going to be getting consistent work. Are you high on Sarge's team? He's he's two and zero. He's in second place. Uh, you know what? What are your thoughts compared to Scott's team that we just ran through? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, I don't I don't like it as much as I like Scott's team right now. But Sarge is two. He's two and zero, but has had one bad week, one good week. So it's really nice for him to be two and zero. Considering he, he had, had down. a great week in stop, week one to take it. down a valiant competitor. Anyway, I like. I mean, I like his team a lot. He's got three wide receivers. Hopefully, Deontay Johnson's injury is nothing serious, and he can be back in the next week or two. Um, but he's got three wide receivers, Jack, that command a massive target volume. Um, they're all the number one options on their teams, um, and none of them have done anything special yet. But the potential is there every single game. So I like those three guys. Aaron Jones, as was on display this week, he will win you weeks. I mean, that, that is just what Aaron Jones does in fantasy football. He's going to disappear. He'll probably disappear maybe four or five times even. But he's going to win you weeks with these massive performances. Um, hopefully Daryl Henderson's okay because he's looked great. Um, and Javante Williams has not put up points yet. Denver's been having trouble running the ball. Um, but he's he's looked really good, and he's been a, really good at um, forcing missed tackles so far this year. So hopefully, arrow pointing up for Javante Williams. Uh, I my answer is I like Sarge's team, and I think Noah Fan's going to be a decent play every week. I don't think his ceiling is necessarily super high, but I think he should have a decent floor, assuming he stays healthy. Um, he's but no Jack, George he, Kittle. He is no George Kittle. Talk about Dan's team. This is a team, Jack, that is now 
0-2. Um, and it's a team that should not be 0-2. Dan's team is fantastic. We mentioned Cooper Cup. He's the number one wide receiver on the season through three weeks, putting up a massive 32-30. I mean, this is going to cool down because, you know, Cooper Cup's not going to – I mean, he'd probably, he's probably on pace for what, like at least 30 touchdowns. So that's not going to happen. Um, but looks amazing. And Keenan Allen's always going to be – it's going to be super consistent, won't have a high ceiling, but also has a really high floor. Russell Wilson, speaking of high ceilings, he can get it done any week. Um, Christian McCaffrey, Jack, he's all right, uh, I guess. Um, just to, you know, disappointed a little bit this week with only 2,220. Um, you really would like to see that. Christian McCaffrey. It, it really, I can, I can tell you, Jack, 2019 was a fun season for me. And it's because Christian McCaffrey won me a fantasy football championship. Um, yeah, if he stays healthy, it's going to be a, a it's going to be a really fun season for Dan. Uh, this zero two start doesn't concern me at all for him. Um, I like his running backs. James Robinson isn't going to be special this year, but he's a he's a solid RB two, and Damian Harris is a solid flex. So um, if Logan Thomas can be consistent, uh, I don't want to yeah. piss you off, but I'm going to use your least favorite word. He's got a few sneaky stud running backs on his bench. James White and J.D. McKissick, two guys that aren't starters on their team, but are sort of sneaky studs, and I'm going to stick by that. I mean, James White, come on. he's in a, He put him in with the Tom Brady and Gronk camp where every year, for some reason, we convince ourselves that he's not going to be fantasy viable, but then he is. J.D. McKissick is more of a surprise. Not great for Antonio Gibson owners. Similar situation to... Uh, you know, a Tony Pollard with with Zeke, you see a lot of shared time for running backs. That's another reason why having Christian McCaffrey is so delightful. Just an absolute workhorse, which you've yelled at me for using that word before. But get out your get out your uh, dictionary. Hashtag Tyrant Tom. Hashtag t- Merriam Tomster. Those are great points, Jack. Really well said. Um, I have I have no rebuttal. Um, excellent analysis. What was wrong with that analysis? I think that's pretty knowledgeable to know that there's two running backs there that aren't starters but are fantasy viable. I think that's pretty deep. It's great. Yeah, I 100% agree. That's why I'm not rebuttaling in any way. I, you know, I still think your vocabulary's off. Um, yeah, it sort of sounds like a, your honor. I'll let my opponent have the rest of the time <laughs> situation where you think I'm beating myself. That's what it sounds like. Uh, um, no, Jack, James White is great to have on your bench if you ever need a start. I don't you care can what the matchup James is. White. I don't you care what the matchup is. I don't care what week it is. I don't care any of the circumstances. Start James White. He'll get you a thousand points. Yeah, that's just that's that's there's there's three certainties in life, right? It's death, taxes, and James White getting a thousand points. Um, we need a T-shirt. <laughs> so yeah, uh, listen. Sony Michelle also looks looks good. Uh, if any, if Daryl Henderson goes down at all, uh, Sony Michelle is an instant start. So you're right. Christian Kirk has looked great. Galladay hasn't looked amazing yet, but he should be the number one guy there if if he and Dan can get it together. Not Dan, his uh, his team manager, but Dan, his quarterback, uh, Daniel Jones. If they can get build chemistry, Kenny Galladay, there's still hope for him this year. Um, so yeah, Dan has an amazing team. Uh, Owen two start. 
like I said, does not concern me at all. He is the second highest scoring team in the league. Uh, so better days. No ahead. worries, Dan. There's a lot of 0-2 teams that are undeserving of 0-2 right now. So a lot of people in that boat, myself included. Tommy, what is the next matchup? The next matchup is unfortunately my matchup versus Louis, uh, and that's just because Louis happens to be in third place with his two and zero start. Um, Jack, this actually was an intriguing matchup in that it came down to the wire. Um, actually, a pretty devastating loss for me, if I can, if I can be so bold as to say that. It was. I mean, we both sucked. Both our teams were trash. Louis won nine thousand nine hundred to nine thousand five hundred and sixty eight. The only reason it was devastating for me was because throughout, as the week progressed, my team was just doing so bad. At no point was I like, we're going to win. I'm going to win this matchup. I'm going to win this matchup. Going into Monday night, I was down 600. You know, I was, Louis was favored to win. I had Hawkinson and Crosby. Louis had Swift and Green Bay's defense. Um, and so Louis was favored. But then Hawkinson had a wonderful night. I really like the way Hawkinson looks and his involvement in the offense. And I was up by 318 points, and it, Hawkinson caught a couple balls and, and put me up that amount, and it was looking really good. And then late, in, at late, towards the end of the game, Jared Goff threw an interception, giving Louie 200 points, making me up 118. I was like, fine. There was only like three and a half minutes left. I was like, cool. Green Bay just needs to run out the clock. Well, Green Bay couldn't exactly do that for me, could they? Um, so they punted and the lions with, you know, just over two minutes left, bring out their offense down 18 points, trying to make a miracle happen. Uh, Jared Goff threw three dump off passes to Deandre Swift, um, for like 30 yards total. And that was all she wrote that they got some yardage, uh, end up turning the ball over on downs. And so Louie wins. Uh, it was an irrelevant, pointless, stupid drive for the Lions. And, uh, you know, didn't deserve to win. So it's fine. Uh, Jack, despite the terrible weeks for both teams, I still like both these teams. Uh, will you – actually, I'll, no, I'll just I'll, – I'll say what I like about Louie's team real quick. Hurts, uh, Louie and Greg made a trade. Also need to bring that up. And I thought it was a very well-thought-out trade by Louie. He received Stefan Diggs and Jalen Hurts. Greg, in return, received um, Antonio Gibson, Robbie Anderson, and Jameis Winston. Um, Greg needed a running back, and Louie took advantage of that. And I think, I, think it was a, I think it was a classic trade where it benefited both parties. Obviously, Greg will miss having the likes of Stefan Diggs, but he was so depleted at the running back position that he had to give up some of his great wide receiver talent to have a nice, a really good startable option uh, for his running back one. So um, great trade. Louis' team, I think, looks even stronger now with Stefan Diggs paired with Amari Cooper. Bad week for Amari Cooper, but he's mostly going to be fine. Jake Jonathan Taylor had a down week. And out, like I said, outside of DeAndre Swift's involvement in the last drive, he had a pretty bad week. Uh, but Gronkowski, we talked about him. Louis got him after waivers cleared. Um, so that's a, a, an immediate upgrade to his team. Jack, do you see anything about Louis' team that worries you? Or do you think this is, I mean, it's Louis just going to be fine as he always is? Louis is going to be fine as he always is. I mean, 
definitely I'm not as high on his team as you are, obviously, but I, I think he not not to mention all the stars you mentioned, but he's got some depth too. Elijah Mitchell, um stud running back. Marquise Brown. I guess some would argue. Stud wide um, receiver. I think he's got, you know, the I, I like both those guys a lot. Uh you apparently don't, but I, I might describe both of them as studs, Elijah Mitchell and, and Marquise Brown. Those are both guys that depending on their health and their teammates' health. I can't I cannot be alone on this. Guys, please call in or email in and let me know your thoughts on Jack's usage of the word stud. Because he's he's grilling me, right? He's grilling me for for saying anything to to go against to go against I'm him. grilling you. That's that's what's miraculous about this that you would have the gall to say I'm the one grilling you. And I think I'm warranted to think that he shouldn't be using the word stud. If we, if we use the word stud on the likes of Sterling Shepard and Elijah Mitchell and Tim Patrick, it takes away from the actual studs of fantasy football like Christian McCaffrey. This like, is classic hashtag Tyrant Tom controlling speech, ladies and gentlemen. This is, <laughs> I mean, hashtag, so speech, anyway, hashtag Jack, freedom of speech. You've grilled me enough. I just want to give Louis the Davis, listeners. Whatever. I want to give the listeners an option, an opportunity. I've grilled you enough. Do, team to to vote him. Your team. I mean, Dak Prescott lost you this matchup, scoring only 848 points, not throwing for a touchdown versus Jalen Hurts, bringing in 2180. That's where you lost it. I mean, hook, line, and sinker, game over. That's the only analysis you need. TJ Hawkinson kept up with Gronk. You you were excited about drafting him, and he does look like far and away Jared Goff's number one option. Now the problem is Jared Goff is bad at at quarterbacking in the NFL. He's not. I I well the thing is, as a Rams fan, as a passionate Rams fan, I sat through many years of him being bad, and I know he's not actually bad, but Jared Goff isn't great at uh, winning under pressure and making good decisions. He he. The the mental side is sometimes lacking, and that's from the passion. That's from a passionate Rams fan. Here's what I'll say though: CD Lamb and Chris Godwin and and Chase Claypool. You can be as excited about them as you ever were. Najee Harris and Joe Mixon. I mean, Tommy, I like your team a lot more than I like Louis's team. I I think even though you're one and one and Louis two and zero, oh, I think in the long run. I, I think your team is more talented than Louis' team, more durable, and ultimately will prevail. I appreciate you saying that. I, I've, got, I've got some concerns about my team, um, mostly on the, the Pittsburgh side of things. I don't think the Steelers' offense looks good, so having two players on that offense uh, is my biggest concern. Um, if the Steelers' offense can't be good, there's no way Najee Harris can be the stud. The stud that I need him to be, uh, you know, he might be fine, but I drafted him in the first round. I need, I need him to be huge. I need, I need like 2,500 to 3000 point performances to be, you know, an occurrence, something that at least happens a couple times. Um, and if their offense is this bad, uh, there's just not going to be opportunities for that. So that's my only concern. Dak Prescott, it wasn't even a bad week for him. It was just kind of an unlucky week for, in the sense that, they scored two early rushing touchdowns and then didn't score any other touchdowns. But Dak was 23 to 27, and uh, I think mostly still looked good throwing the ball. C.D. Lambeau is by far his favorite target, uh, has been 
now through the first two weeks. Um, although Amari Cooper did get a lot of targets in week one, but Cooper's got that injury now. We'll see how that uh, affects him moving forward. But I still like my team. Yeah, despite the down week, I still like my team. My depth is lacking a little bit, but uh, hopefully we'll be able to fix that on uh, in free agency. But yeah, I, I don't think Louis has much to worry about uh, either. I think both teams are going to be just fine, and it's just a down week. Louis lucky to get the win, um, and and great work on a uh, on that trade, Louis. Like I said, it's always nice to see trades go through that I think are like legitimately mutually beneficial. So. Um, Awesome stuff uh, to to Louis and and to Greg for making that trade happen and uh, yeah let's uh, stop talking about these two crappy teams um, next matchup Jack oh is going to be Drews whose team name is now that scale is bullshit um, which I think you'll understand the reference Jack um, he had a he was the third matchup that I referenced that came down to the Monday night game. Greg took down Drew, 11,596 to Drew's 11,490. Uh, the Monday night game, it was a battle between Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, and there was one really late catch uh, on one of the Packers' last drives that um, Aaron Rodgers threw to Devontae Adams. Previously, Drew had been up eight points to Greg, and that last catch by Devontae Adams put him over the top for good. Um, so brutal loss for Drew. Great win for Greg. They both are one and one now, Jack. Um, after the after the trade by Greg, uh, I'll ask you whose team do you like more? I definitely still like uh, Drew's team more. The great team name that scale is bullshit. That goes back to uh, with a silhouette of a nameless person who shall remain nameless chugging uh, the bottom of a gallon of vanilla ice cream after weighing themselves and and not appreciating the number that's shown on the scale. Anyways, long story short, that scale is bullshit. Here's what I'll say. DK Metcalf, Adam Thielen are a... Sick one-two punch, but then you look at Greg's team, and Devontae Adams and AJ Brown are a sick one-two punch. So I sort of leave the wide receivers as a wash. I still like Drew's running backs more than I like Greg's running backs. Alvin Kamara, I know he hasn't been great, but I I just I gotta imagine the talent and the coaching that the Saints offense will turn around there. And Melvin Gordon has, you know, I I, I guess he could get work taken away from the rookie at any point and but he's looked good he had a long uh, uh a long run in week one that made his total point season for the season a little inflated right now but i i, I just i'm not in on leonard for what are your thoughts on leonard for because i guess if if he's going to be consistently scoring points then i guess i would give the nod to greg's team but for now i think i still lean drew yeah, I mean, listen, I don't tr- – you can't trust a Tampa Bay running back. Um, but through two weeks, Fournette's been getting a, a good amount of targets, seven in week one and four in, in week two. And, uh, you know, he's averaging 10 carries, 10 carries per game, and he's, he's, you know, right around 14, 15 touches a game. So, um, if, yeah, if he gets those touches and in that Tampa Bay offense, the ball's going to be moving. He's a fine – 
I think he'll be a fine running back two option most weeks. Now, he probably will have weeks that he disappears, for sure. But um, I think most weeks, this is, this is the stat line you can uh, and, uh, expect from Leonard Fournette. And obviously, if he gets a touchdown, you know, your, his ceiling is closer to like 1,500. But um, yeah, with the acquisition of Antonio Gibson, uh, Greg's running back room looks a heck of a lot better. <laughs> Feels a lot better having Leonard Fournette as your running back too than your star running back on your roster. So, um, yeah, a, a lot comes down to uh, I think Robbie Anderson and how good he can be um, because uh, Greg doesn't really have. I mean, uh, Chase, right? The Jamar Chase, who who now has scored a touchdown in two straight weeks, so um, that's looking promising. But Drew on his bench has Julio Jones, who he should have played. Um, this week, uh, Jarvis Landry very unfortunately got injured early on in that game against Houston. Um, He's going to be out four weeks. Yeah, yeah. So, no, honestly, I think I'll lean Drew's team because I think Darren Waller will have a significantly better season than Mark Andrews. Um, and I think with Julio Jones as his wide receiver three, I like, I like Drew's... Um, wide receiver room just a little bit better. And then Lamar Jackson versus Aaron Rodgers, that's honestly a toss-up in my opinion. Um, Lamar Jackson, I think, in any given week, probably has a, a little bit higher of a ceiling just because his rushing yards. But Dude, 34-26, he did two rushing touchdowns, rushing for 107 yards. That's, that's, uh, that's a running back game. And then plus he also passed for 239 yards. So it's, it's, a, pretty, mean, yeah. it's a pretty sick performance. Yeah, I mean, that's Greg's X factor right there, right? Is like if Lamar Jackson can have five, six weeks like that this year, that's probably five or six weeks where Greg's got a really good chance to win his matchup. So listen, Greg auto drafted, and with this, but with this trade um, that he pulled off with Louie, if Gibson can be good, like Greg's got a team that can put up points. Um, it's not, it's not going to be. I mean, if, if the rest of his squad can stay healthy, I think Greg's got a really good shot to, to make the playoffs this year. So, um, um, but I, on the other side, I would expect Drew to make the playoffs as well. I really like my, the way Mike Williams has looked, um, and that's, that's Drew's flex right there. So, I mean, that's, if, he keeps, if he stays healthy, which, again, big if, but if he does, he's getting 11 targets a game through the first two weeks and looks amazing. So, um, pedestrian weeks for both teams uh when all was said and done only about 11-5 for each so but yeah i like i like both teams i'll give the nod to drew uh as if i had to choose between the two teams i think drew's is just a little more well balanced um than greg's but both looking good guys keep up the good work uh next matchup jack who do you want to talk about no i'm just kidding uh let's talk about anna Queen Anna, um, he took you down, Jack. And unfortunately, this means we are also talking about your team. Um, 12,580 points to your valiant effort of 9,298. Um, I'll, I'll start with Anna's team, and then you can tell me um, if you agree or disagree with my analysis. Jack, she's got the big hitters, right? Kyler Murray. DeAndre Hopkins and Mike Evans. Those are the th- those are the big three. Her um, her first three of her first four draft picks um, 
And then Saquon Barkley is, is my big concern for Anna. Um, Jack, how do you like her bench since you're the bench guy this week? Um, I'm seeing some promising stuff down there. Well, I'm the bench guy, but you're the Cortland, Cortland Sutton guy. So uh, apparently you love her bench. Yeah, well, he, got, Sutton, he got 12 targets in the first week after Jerry Judy went down. That's pretty nice. I We'll see. We'll see. It's true. Marvin Jones Jr. is a stud. He's always been a stud. He'll always be a stud. Throw him up in the James White category for guys you just got to draft. <laughs> guys that you got to start because they're going to produce. Somehow he is shining in that Jacksonville offense that's rather bleak overall. And then Naeem Hines. You know, I love myself some Naeem Hines. Only scoring 270 this week, but he's going to get some work. The The thing was with, with Hines this week, my fellas stole all the points. Michael Pittman at 16.30, he was electric. And then Zach Pascal, who I played because Michael Pittman was questionable, Zach Pascal at 12.30. So a lot of electricity coming out of that Indianapolis offense, losing 24-27 to the Rams. That was a good game. Obviously, I'm happy my Rams won, but tough loss for the Colts. Back to fantasy, though. Tommy, I mean, Anna's team is solid. She has the best quarterback in the league. Put oh, yeah, Jack. Board. Kyler Murray, on the who stays healthy, will be the number one fantasy QB on the season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I don't think it's going to be particularly close. No, I don't either. Um, yeah, I mean, crazy that the Cardinals almost lost that game, but what a win, 400 passing yards, 300 pass TDs, and a rush TD, scoring 35-10. He's going to bring Anna to a lot of victories, along with DeAndre Hopkins scoring 13-40, another tutty. And then Mike Evans, Brandon Cooks, the, the hits just kept coming at the wide receiver position. Two touchdowns for Evans, one touchdown for Cooks. I I, uh, I don't want to play Anna's team anytime soon. I mean, she's she's great until, and I don't mean until to sound defensive, but you have some question marks at the running back position. And I think Anna would admit to that. I think the locker room is aware of that. And it's no disrespect to Saquon, Chase, or Kareem, but there's just some people think that maybe the running back section of the locker room isn't carrying the weight. She's got some of the most electric wide receivers in the league, best quarterback in the league, a solid <laughs> tight end with Jared Cook. She could improve the tight end position. Uh, but running back is, is where I'm a little bit worried. Good thing for her is that she played me and my running backs who are supposed to be some of the best in the league are just as trash as her running backs. So right there with you, Anna. Finding good running backs is hard. They are few and far between. And I think for both of our teams, that's the biggest glaring issue right now. Although my wide receivers also suck and my quarterback isn't particularly good and neither is my tight end. Uh, but other than that, um, yeah. Anything else about Anna's team, Tommy? You really don't have to talk about my team. I mean, what's the point? Yeah, I would just say that to your Saquon Barkley point, uh, I think that is what... Anna's season hinges on, to be perfectly honest. It takes, it takes her good team to a great slash amazing team if Saquon Barkley can return to form by the second half of the season. Because it's like you said, amazing wide receivers. I, I love how Brandon Cooks has been looking. Um, it is very unfortunate that Tyrod Taylor has gotten injured is the only thing I'll say about Cooks. Hopefully 
Tyrod can come back. Um, but yeah, she's got such big, uh, big scores at the, at the top half of her roster that, but she's missing that, that, that big playability from her running back position. Now, Kareemont has that and he will have big games, but you're mostly going to get, um, just solid games from Kareem Hunt and, and Chase Edmonds again, he's a solid play and he'll, he'll get you. I think you won't, you'll, he won't lose you weeks. Right. But he's most, most times not going to win you weeks either. Um, but yeah, so it's it's Saquon Barkley. If he be, can become amazing again, I think it takes Anna's team into elite status. Um, and Jared Cook, I think for now is a a fine tight end option for Anna. Uh, he got a touchdown called back, um, and so his week would have looked a lot better, obviously, if that didn't happen. But Anna's team looks good, uh, and I think it's just a matter of time whether or not we see if her team is a true contender this year. Um, it'll be it'll be Saquon Barkley's decision there. Jack, your team. I want to start with Ezekiel Elliott real quick because I know you're really disappointed at Tony Pollard's involvement because first of all, Tony Pollard has looked amazing. Um, is the number ten running back on the year through two weeks. Had a great 2,400 points this week on 13 attempts, 109 yards, three targets for 31 yards. Um, also ran in a touchdown and returned. 70 for 71 yards. Um, but Jack, Zeke has looked great. Zeke, when he touches the ball, looks good. He's out snapping Tony Pollard by a significant amount. Uh, it was like 70 something to 30 something this week and 80 something to 20 something in week one. Um, you know, Elliot still got 18 touches. You know, you'd like for that to be over 20 most games for what you spent for Zeke. I think that, like, so. If Zeke is not going to be super involved in the pass game, right? If he's only catching two balls a game instead of five or six, it sort of takes away Zeke's ceiling. So, uh, yeah, as of right now, I think you need to temper expectations on he's probably not going to be a top five running back this year, um, you know, which obviously you were hoping for when you drafted him at, at number five. But he should still be great. Um, and you're not going to be disappointed if he's getting you 1700 every week. Like, yeah, you drafted him for more, but it's not going to kill you if, um, as long as he's consistent uh, with you and, and doesn't lose you weeks. What's I'm more worried about Clyde Edwards. You I'm much more worried about Clyde Edwards Alaire, uh, to be honest. Um, he. Now, the good news is that he just had his worst week of the year for you. 260 after the fumble lost is what he ended up with. Um, so if you're, I mean, you just got to I don't hope. know. I don't know if that's his worst week of the year. But, but Jack, come on. That's his worst week of the year. No. Fantasy football output wise? No. I, I bet mean, he has a worse week. Why? But that, that doesn't make any sense. He's the, he's the starting running back who's guaranteed, who's getting 15 touches on one of the best offenses in the offenses. In the league, why would you he'll just find, like? What is you? What are you way. basing it on? Why? He'll, he'll find a way. What am I basing it on? Emotion, raw emotion, yeah. pain. Okay. I don't know misery. What are you basing it on? Uh, I guess uh, my intuition and analysis of the Chiefs' offense. Intuition. I don't think so. You drafted Clyde in the second round. I and so. Your first two picks, right, were Zeke and Clyde. And 
I think for both those guys, their ceiling I'm going, is, I'm going is zero. I'm going zero RB next year. Their their ceiling is capped. I don't think there was hope. Like your hope was that Clyde was going to be a dynamic playmaker in this Chiefs offense, who was utilized a lot. That they don't need to utilize him. He hasn't looked great, and so he probably won't get a ton of touches. But he's still going to get. He's still going to be the number one back on a, a good offense that's going to be scoring a lot of points. So I think he'll. He's going to be fine. I just don't think he'll have the ceiling that you wanted when you. Took okay, him let's back. say both my running backs just really start to shine. My team still blows. I mean, can we just move on? I mean, my season's over. Okay, first of all, you should never, ever concede after two weeks. You uh, should be wise enough at this point in your fantasy career to know that nothing is over after two weeks. Okay. Injuries happen. People pop up on the waiver wire. You know, you could, you could pull off a trade. Like you've got, uh, you've made, you made good pickups. Um, I, I like the, the Gainwell pickup. You've got, like you said, Pittman on your bench who had a good week. Now Carson Wentz is injured, so that's not great. Hopefully he can come back, or hopefully they'll still look good with the backup quarterback. But is there a good it's talk? A, it's a it's a matter of time before Robert Woods gets going. With I mean, it's like it's, it's, for, it's like you're it's like you're I you're pushing my buttons now. No, you're pushing my buttons now. You're going to bring up Robert Woods at a time like this. You're really I I I'll stop bringing it up on for on future podcasts because I can't chime about it all season, but. I haven't slept since I drafted Robert Woods directly at, like before Cooper Cup was drafted. I had both of them on my board, and for some reason, even after all preseason, I can show you I have a notebook with Cooper Cup's name highlighted. Robert Woods' name is not highlighted. I wanted Cooper Cup. I had a moment of panic and said, you want Cooper Cup, which is why you should want Robert Woods. It was sort of some reverse psychology on myself. Cooper Cup is number one, and I mean, boy, the Rams offense, like you said, maybe Woods will start clicking, but that is painful to watch how hot he's been because that was, I mean, I have a lot of regrets from the draft. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Dad beat Kyle. Another solid matchup. Dad uh, with 14,996. Kyle with 12,412. Kyle now 0-2. Some could say undeservedly so. Speaking of that Rams high-powered offense, he had Matt Stafford with 18-22. Terry McLaurin pulling in 22-20, even with uh, Fitzmagic on the sideline. So that's that's promising. T. Higgins getting 1,300. That Cincinnati Bengals wide receiving core is a mystery between Higgins and Chase and, and Boyd. I'm not really sure who the guy is there, but time will tell. They're they're all fantasy viable, I suppose, at the point in a weird way, even though the team isn't great. Eckler, electric. Gaskin, tough with Tua out, but uh, I guess, I don't know. I mean, the Dolphins lost 0-35 to 35 to the Bills, so not the, not the Dolphins' best game. I don't know what else to say there. Um, and then, yeah, Kyle's a little weak. You know, starting DJ Chark at the flex, you don't love having to play him. But he didn't have many more options on his bench. I guess he should have played Cordell Patterson, who pulled in twenty two forty eight. But who could have known? Um, but Josh Jacobs will, will hopefully be back sometime soon. Who knows? Uh, 
but a respectable showing from Kyle's team. Tyreek Hill, some could argue, was the problem, only pulling in 440. That never happens for Tyreek the Freak. But doesn't matter that much because Dad pulled in four points underneath 15K. Tommy, last thoughts on Kyle's team, and then tell me what you liked about Terminator and Death by Me's performance this week. It was looking good for Kyle uh, most of the week. Um, you know, they're, they didn't have a lot of later matchups, and so it was looking good for Kyle's team well into the afternoon games uh, until Derrick Henry happened, um, putting up 44-70 for Dad. And, I mean, Derrick Henry, Jack. Derrick Henry, okay, uh, I'm jumping the gun here a little bit, but I couldn't wait to talk about Derrick Henry. 35 rushing attempts for 182 yards and three touchdowns. And he had six targets, caught all of them for 55 yards. So that's 41 touches for Derrick Henry. Um, But Jack, Kyle's team, yeah, Kyle has one of the, Kyle has a top tier, or at least a top half, I think, team uh, currently right now, uh, as I would grade them. Um, And just unfortunately for him, had two tough losses. Um, you know, he would have liked to put up more this week. It's like you said, the, the disappointment from Tyreek Hill is what took Kyle from having like a great week to just a, an okay week. Um, a pretty good week, I would say, at, at 12,400. But no way. I liked Eckler a lot more in week two. He saw nine targets after receiving zero targets in game one. So, uh, not, uh, you know, we were a little worried about it. I don't think it's any concern at all. Miles Gaskin is a little bit of a concern for Kyle. Higby's lack of involvement is a little bit of concern. I think Kyle would have liked him to be a little more consistent. So hopefully that's just um, an anomaly rather than uh, a trend of him not being super involved in the offense. And like you said, Josh Jacobs should come back for him. So that'll, that'll fix up his flex spot. Cause yeah, Kyle shouldn't be starting DJ Chark. Um, but I like the pickups of KJ Osborne and Cordero Patterson. Jack. I actually think Cordero Patterson will be a, will score more fantasy points this year than Mike Davis. Wow. Bold. Um, that's that's bold. I don't. I think Cordell's more dynamic can be used in more ways within the offense, and yeah. So if if Cordell's going to be involved, like the the appeal for Mike Davis was that he was supposed to get like all the running back work in Atlanta, and already through two weeks, we see that that's not the case at all. So um, I like I like Cordell for for Kyle. I think he could be a, a fine flex play pretty much every week. Um, but yeah, Jack, Derrick Henry, if Derrick Henry is getting five targets a game, Derrick Henry has like, you know, it's probably going to be Christian McCaffrey, but Derrick Henry has like potential to be the running back one on the season. If he's still running like he always does, but is now getting five targets a game. I mean, that would be insane. Uh, and then, yeah. Arrow is definitely pointing up, Jack, for Dad's team in general. Uh, Rondell Moore looks absolutely electric. Great draft pick by Dad. Um, One of the biggest surprises of the year so far, from my perspective, at least. Yeah, I mean, his listen, as his involvement in the offense goes up, he's, I think he only played in about 50% of snaps in Week 2 and still put up 2250, got eight targets, seven catches, 114 yards. And he made guys miss. I mean, I, there were a few plays where he just looked so good and so much faster and just so elusive. Um, and uh, so that's, I think that's looking really good for dad. Juju Smith-Schuster, 
has looked good with Deontay Johnson injured. If he misses any games, Juju's targets are going to go skyrocketing. Um, and Miles Sanders, I think, is a fine running back, too, for Dad. Um, Kyle Pitts hopefully should, should get better. Um, he's got Kenyon Drake in his flex, putting up 800 because Josh Jacobs is out. Um, to be honest, I don't love Dad's bench, um, nor his depth, for that matter. Maybe Terrence Marshall Jr. can become something. Maybe Ronald Jones can be better, but you're never going to trust Ronald Jones, I think, no matter the week. Uh, even if he had just put up a bunch of points the previous week, you'd never trust Ronald Jones. So I don't love Dad's depth, uh, but I do think he's got some serious talent, uh, especially with Josh Allen at the helm as quarterback. He hasn't even really got going yet this year, so once he does, uh, that takes Dad's team up to another level. I think Dad's got a good team. Do you agree? I'm not blown away by Dad's team. I think, obviously, he's, he has an overinflated score from – I mean, his, his top five guys really did did solid, everything. But, uh, abysmal performances from his RB two, his tight end, his flex, his kicker, and his defense—just really uh, laughably bad. So, I don't know. I wouldn't overreact and say he's got a stellar team, but obviously better than my team. If that's what you're asking, I don't How love Dad's bench. Sound? I am I chewing ice? No, I was chewing ice. I didn't hear it. Don't love the bench. I don't, but you know, at least there's not three quarterbacks and Kylan Hill, so can't complain too much. <laughs> I think that's got a positive outlook. Kyle as well. Who knows? A lot of good teams yeah. this year, so it's exciting. I guess my my point more so, Jack, was that after week one, I was pretty down on Dad's team, um, but this is a great bounce back week, um, and he'll have weeks where Derrick Henry wins in weeks, and I think um, I think there's some some talent there. Um, in his starting roster that that's going to win him weeks this, this year. So um, I think he's looking okay. I think he's looking okay. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider him a great team to your point um, to not overreacting to this week. Um, But yeah. And Kyle, I think Kyle seems going to be a okay as well. An 0 two start. I mean, I I put him in a similar category as Dan, although I do like Dan's team um, more currently than Kyle's, but there are two teams that I think are very solid that, Obviously, we, should not be zero and two. I'm not organized enough to do this, but one day when we when we have a you know a, a studio space rented and everything, and we have a full soundboard, um, we should do weekly power rankings. You know, re, and forget the standings and just give our own one you, through twelve okay. list of the best teams. If you actually want to make that happen, like you know, between the two of us, I can make that happen easier than you can. Um, just because you're so busy, uh, like I would love to do power rankings. Yeah, that would be. Wouldn't that be good? <laughs> wouldn't that be great? So, thanks for wouldn't bringing it good? up. Wouldn't that be good if you did that? But I thought we were going to do it and like discuss. <laughs> or you just That's, want me to have the rankings and then like, we'll discuss together? Sounds like you're excited about it. No, I think we should each have our own rankings and compare. All right, Jack. You said you wanted to talk about week three. Uh, we do have some pretty big matchups. Let's. Uh, Let's try and fly through this. Um, I'm sure yes. we're going to end up at right around an hour and a half again. So no, so be no, 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 but, no. We're going to go quick. It's going to be less than ten minutes. It's going to be great. Okay, amazing, uh, Jack. I would say so. We got we have two huge matchups this week. Both Kyle and Dan at zero and two, um, and Jack Kyle at zero and two has to go up against Scott's juggernaut looking team right now. Let's 
start there. Tell me what Kyle needs to happen. Does he have a shot or is he dropping to 0-3? I am taking Scott this week. It's the season of destiny. I'm picking Scott to win. I saw in your selections pre-show you were choosing (laughs) Kyle to win. So you will let me know after this. But yeah, I just think the train keeps rolling for Scott. Chubba Chubba Herbert, Chugga Chugga Herbert. Justin, the Justin train is going to KC, and that's going to be a high-scoring game. Tyler Lockett is locking it in. Debo, I, uh, I mean, George Kittle should be better, but Debo Samuel is too good, so he's going to. He's the new George Kittle of the San Francisco 49ers. So Scott, I lend you the keys. George Samuel, Debo Kittle, whatever you want to call him, he's electric. And look at Tommy, uh, you shouted at me early in the episode. Looks like Scott's going to be starting Sterling Shepard. I think personally, a brilliant move by Scott. I think he's completely startable. As always, Scott... you just missed the point entirely. Sterling Shepard is a very startable wide receiver currently. That does not make him a stud. I mean, we're, we're like we're just going in circles here, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much. Okay, um, Nick Chubb. I mean. Need I say more, Chris Carson? We we've talked about Scott's team. I just it's not going to happen. Kyle, you're going to have to climb yourself out of an zero and three hole because I just whew, and it's all. I mean, the exciting thing is it's gonna it's gonna be decided on Sunday. As I look through these teams, I am so sick of these Monday night matchups. You know what I mean? You get your blood pumping, you're sweaty. I like a nice, honest Sunday night finish. Um, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Tommy, tell me what you like about Kyle's team this week. You're the guy who's saying it's a, you're making it seem like a must win. Am I right in phrasing it that way? Definitely not a must win, although it does not feel good to start 0-3. Um, it's, just a, it's just a hole that you have to climb out of. And, now, and I think it's one that Kyle's team could, but obviously you would love to get this win if you were Kyle. Yeah, to your point about Sterling Shepard, I think it's a great play this week, especially if Evan Ingram is still out. Um, going up against Atlanta, that's a, that's a great matchup. And so, to your point, I don't see Scott's team slowing down this week. Uh, I see a lot of nice matchups. Um, although the Nick Chubb against Chicago, I guess, could be, you know, if Chicago's defense uh, can be good against the run, maybe that would be great. But, Jack, uh, for Kyle to win, he needs a huge bounce back week from Tyreek Hill. He needs Terry McLaurin to stay in the Flames. And I like his matchup uh, for Matt Stafford against Tampa Bay because I think Tampa Bay will be able to score, as they always do. And so if the Rams need to keep up, Stafford should be throwing a lot. Uh, so I think he's got a high ceiling this week. Eckler, another high ceiling player, especially going up against Kansas City. You would expect to see fireworks in that game as well. So um, listen, Kyle's going to need to put up probably somewhere around 15 to take Scott down, maybe maybe even north of that, uh, maybe 16,000. But Kyle has a team that I think is capable of that. If he pushes all the right buttons as a manager this week, I think, uh, I think we see Kyle take down Scott in a very, very high-scoring matchup. I'm going to crack open another truly hard seltzer, not sponsored. Cheers to that. Great analysis, Tommy. Head-to-head. We'll see who comes out on top. Week three, what's next? Well, the next huge matchup uh, is for Dan. Uh, Like I said, at 0-2, he's going up against Anna, who we just talked about. uh, Has some high flyers on her team as well that can put up points. So um, 
Yahoo's got Dan projected to win. Um, Jake, I would say that I think I will go with Dan. Uh, and I did notice, as you mentioned for me, um, looking at these notes here, that you've got Anna, actually, for this matchup. Um, so that worked out well again. Uh, Jake, I think Russell Wilson's going to have a field day against Minnesota. I think Keenan Allen is going to feast against Kansas City. I think Cooper Cup is going to stay in the flames against Tampa Bay. And I think Christian McCaffrey is going to do his thing on Thursday night against Houston. Um, look for at least 2,500 from Christian McCaffrey on Thursday night to get Dan off to a hot and heavy start. And I think Brandon Cooks could struggle in that same Thursday night matchup, Jack, with Davis Mills as his quarterback. Uh, and don't worry, if he gets injured, uh, backup Jeff Driscoll can take uh, over the reins. So needless to say, I don't love Brandon Cook's quarterback option for this week. Um, and yeah, Jack. Davis, uh, Davis Mills sounds like a Texan quarterback. <laughs> like that, that makes a lot of sense. That's true. That actually is very true. Um, but yeah, so I, I, give the nod, I give the nod to Dan. I think he'll just have another really high-scoring week. Um, whether or not he can put up like over 15,000 will come down to the bottom half of his roster. Um, if Damian Harris can stay hot, if, if Logan Thomas can be all right, and if, uh, if Buffalo can have a good, another good defensive performance, um, that'll take his team over the edge. And, but Anna's definitely got a shot in this one, Jack, uh, as she always will with Kyler Murray at the helm. What do you like from her squad this week? I've got one request for Anna, and take it or leave it, because I understand artistic integrity. Her team name has been Dwell Football for a long time. I've got a proposal for her. I think with her fielding a team that's at the helm, led by Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, and Chase Edmonds. I mean, those are those are arguably, you know, her three best guys, if you really want to argue. Um, the Arizona Cardinals. Let me repeat that. The Arizona Cardinals. Okay. You are the Arizona Cardinals. Your season is the Arizona Cardinals. You, you, you should stop watching Red Zone. You should be watching weekly film of the Arizona Cardinals games. You should be running it back. You should be looking into the routes, the, the, the schemes. I want you to memorize Cliff Kingsbury's playbook. I want you to bleed Cardinal Red because your fantasy season relies on that team. I think they're going to carry you to a victory here. I think with those three guys combined, Anna is going to score 10,000 points. And let me repeat that. With those three players combined, Anna will surpass 10,000 points. And that's not to mention the rest of the players scoring on her team to an easy victory for the Arizona Cardinals, taking down Daniel, sending him to 0-3, which is particularly painful because he is a resident of Arizona, otherwise known as Arizona. Yeah, if 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 Dan loses in another high scoring matchup to go 0 and 3, that will be that will be brutal for him. Um, an 0 and 3 start when you could argue he should be 3 and 0 is is kind of wild. Um, and but yeah, I, listen, this really could go either way. We'll see whose players step up. I think it's going to come down a lot to which manager can really get their guys pumped for the matchup. So I think, I think 
the teams are evenly matched and whoever takes this, you can look and say it was because the manager did more for their team. So Absolutely. I do want to say Arizona is my personal favorite because it sounds sillier, but uh, Arizona is also on the table as an option. Yeah. So Arizona Cardinals or the Arizona Cardinals, both are options. But I just think really to get your team to full synergy all on the same mission and to disrespect Dan's homeland, I think you, that should be your team name. Just a fan suggestion. A lot of folks writing that in this week. I do actually Tommy, love Arizona. Arizona Cardinals, better yeah. than Arizona. <laughs> I do, I think it sounds better. Like one sounds more like Arizona, is what I'll say. Yeah, but that's sort of why I like Arizona better. I, well, of course it is. So of course bad. it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, the what's the next Cardinals. matchup? What's the next matchup? The Arizona Cardinals. <sighs> well, let's go to me versus Greg as the next matchup, Jack. I'm. I'm not. I don't feel comfortable playing Greg, and this was. So, this sort of uh, goes with my my point earlier of like, Greg's not a. He's not a. This this team is not a rollover team. He's got guys that can Let put up tons you of points. I'm taking you this week. Dak Prescott is going to have a bounce back week. Are you kidding me? Against the Eagles on Monday Night Football, Tommy, I am... between Dak Prescott and C.D. Lamb, you are going to surpass six thousand points alone on Monday Night Football. Put it on the board. I am Good picking please. JoJo and the Circus Sisters to go to two and one after this week. An amazing, amazing performance on the agenda. I am very excited about that potential. Um, although Philly's defense has actually looked um, pretty good. Now they have played Matt Ryan and Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, so they are not on the level of Dak Prescott. So we'll see what Dak can do against Philly at home uh, underneath the big, big lights. Um, Jake, I'll be, I'll be really looking at, at Chase Claypool and Najee Harris this week, and more specifically that Steelers offense against the Bengals. Uh, I need to see them play well, whether or not, those players go off. I need the Steelers offense to look good uh, for my sanity. Um, the Pitts Jack, Tom Steelers. I, yeah, the Pitts, <laughs> Pitts Tom Steelers. No, I'm JoJo and the Circus Sisters. Uh, <laughs> Jack, Marge. Jackson against Detroit yards and multiple touchdowns against the Detroit Lions. They will run the ball. All day long. I have a couple long ones. Can I ask you a personal um, question that before be... you go into Greg's team? Sure. I and sorry if this is too intrusive. You have TJ Hawkinson. Is there any awkwardness in the locker room with you picking up Cephas from free agency? Uh, a Detroit wide receiver. No, there isn't. Um and I think mostly because TJ knows that Cephas could never replace him in the tight end slot. And so, you know, as you know, as you can see, I have no other tight end on my team. So TJ knows we've got the utmost confidence in him. Um, we just liked so much what we saw from Cephas that we, we thought we'd give him a, spe- a speculative ad and, and see what he can become. You know, two straight weeks of, of over 1,000 points. He's been in the end zone uh, back-to-back weeks. He's a big wide receiver. Uh, Jared Goff's been looking his way in the red zone, so we just thought we'd see. But yeah, no, there's definitely. Listen, don't try and cause drama where there is none. All right, I see what you're trying to do to my 
So let me ask, let me ask you this: Are you trying to roster? You know, if Chase Claypool's worried, you're going to pick up Juju Smith-Schuster, or is CD Lamb worried you're going to target Amari Cooper in a trade? I mean, these are the things that the guys in your locker room are asking. So I'm just wondering if you have a response to that. I have a very open communicative 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 Robbie Anderson relationship. You're cutting me off. Oh, it's okay. I wasn't going to say anything real. Go ahead. I know Robbie Anderson. I love him, but he, he's so hit or miss. I don't know this Thursday night game. You never want to have an offensive player in a Thursday night game. That's one rule of fantasy, but we'll see that that'll be, I mean, Lamar Jackson isn't going to score 3,500 again. I don't think so. Greg will need a little bit of power all around, so we'll see. But I, I def- I'm definitely taking you, leading your team to two and one. Greg will fall to one and two. I appreciate that. I hope that is the case. Um, but like I said, I, I do like I, he's got some bad matchups this week as far as Gibson against Buffalo. Uh, so I like for Antonio Gibson to probably not explode uh, for a lot of points this week. Uh, Jamar, Jamar Chase against Pittsburgh is a bad matchup. Uh, his defense against Tampa Bay is a bad matchup. Um, Devontae Adams against San Francisco. All right, we got to hurry. We got to hurry up, right? Wait, this, but, is, wait. <laughs> this is getting was ridiculous. That, is, this only two, is this only two matchups that we've done? What? No. That's three. Oh, okay. Either way. Either way. I don't know. Either way. Love you, listeners. Thanks for listening. We love you guys. This is our favorite thing in the world. Tommy's pissed at me because of the mic situation. I hope you guys aren't. Um, but hey, it's part of the comedy, so we're here for it. Let's yeah, talk. Justin versus Pete. Uh, Justin currently has Taylor Heineke in his starting lineup, so I'm not even going to analyze his team. Um, I'd like Sarge to continue uh, his good stuff. Uh, Tom Brady's going to be good. Uh, I think... I mean, Aaron Jones isn't going to do what he did last week, but uh, I'm going to give Sarge the edge here. I really like his Carolina defense pickup. I think they could have a big game against Davis Mills on Thursday night. And, uh, but maybe, maybe Davis is going to surprise us all, and it'll be a, a high-scoring matchup. Um, but, yeah, I like, I like Sarge's team to take this one. I think, uh, yeah, I think he's just got more firepower right now. I mean, he's got three question marks, questionable players, so... I guess it depends on health for if Sarge can take this one. Anything you want to say about Justin's team? Justin Tucker is going to kick three 50-yard field goals this week. That's my bold prediction of the week. No, uh, I'm taking Justin's team, of course. Corey Davis is going to have a big bounce-back game. I think Zach Wilson is going to learn from his mistakes and start connecting with his stud wide receiver. And then David Montgomery, uh, the Bears need to start involving him more He's going up against the Browns. I expect a, a four-digit game from him for sure. And Sarge, I just don't see the momentum rolling. I think at one point, toxicity as in as a manager in the locker room catches up to you. And, and I think if, if you don't have two, you know, you've seen Dragon Tales. There was that one dragon who had twin heads, two heads, always going in two different directions. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. So... Who knows with Henry and Sarge? We'll see how it turns out. I'm taking Justin in a close matchup. And to answer everyone's question, he is really going to play Taylor Heineke. 
<laughs> you got the audience with that one. The, dra- the, drag- the dragon, the dragon the tales, tales reference. The dragon tales comp got the audience going <laughs> over here. Um, but you're, I mean, you're right. What a, what a good metaphor. I mean, it just, you've seen it. You've, you've, the evidence is there. It does not work. And so for them to think it could, I just don't know what they were. They clearly weren't paying attention. Um, whew. All right. Good. Great analysis, Jack. Thank you. Um, Jack, here's an interesting matchup. Lou senior versus Lou junior. I mean, doesn't get better than that. Get your popcorn ready, folks. It's going to be a battle for the ages. Uh, Teddy Scheiss Foster takes on Terminator and Death by Me. Jack, I think Louie wins it in a tight one. Uh, and I think it's because Monday night, the Jalen Hurts to Devonta Smith connection is real. Uh, I think we, we fair against, da- against Dallas. And uh, I think they got to put up a lot of points. And I think that caters to Louie's roster more than it does to Dad's. And, um, yeah, so I'm taking Louie in this. Uh, I, think it, I think it all comes down to Monday night. I think this is a blowout. I think this is the largest gap of the week in terms of point disparity between winner and loser of the matchup. I see Dad's team scoring somewhere near 17,000 and Louie's team scoring somewhere near 8,000. I really don't see this being close. Um, and I would say that Derrick Henry will back up his performance from last week with an even higher score. Um, and, and I see him increasing his touch count and his usage in the offense. Rondale Moore will double his point total from last week. <laughs> and I what see are we jo- doing? And I see Josh Allen, I see Josh Allen uh, complete, uh, completing an absolute dynamite of a performance Buffalo is going to back up their 35 to 0 victory against the Dolphins with a 35 to 0 victory against the football team. Great work. Tommy. That's what I think. That's my pick. That is my analysis. What is the week 3 matchup remaining? <laughs> I saved the best for last, Jack. Um <laughs> you versus Drew. Um You've got to take on Drew to try and avoid becoming 0-3, and i got to be honest with you, Jack. Nope, you know what? I'm not even going to say it, because I know you're going to pick Drew's team, which means I'm picking your team. So tell no, me why you, like, no, no, tell no, me why you no, like Drew's team. No, no, tell me. No, no, no. You have a clear opinion. You're picking Drew's team. Tell me why. <laughs> Just because I don't think your team looks great right now. Um, uh, but... Maybe they have, they're just waiting to explode. Um, listen, Ryan Tannehill could be great against Indianapolis. Um, I think that offense is, is going to continue to get better. His connection with Julio Jones looked great last week. Um, no, I'm going to – I just – you know, Drew has – listen, I think Minnesota versus Seattle is going to be a really fun matchup, and so I think there's a chance there for both DK Metcalf and Adam Thielen to have massive weeks. Um, the good thing for you is that Alvin Kamara is going up against New England, and New England will do everything they can to take Alvin Kamara out of New Orleans' game plan. So from that aspect, um, and then Aaron Rodgers going up against San Francisco. In San Francisco, if they're, the Packers can't protect Aaron Rodgers, 
that could be a long a long night for him uh, against that San Francisco f- uh, front line. So, um, revenge game I, for Aaron Rodgers. Man, that's right. That's right. Couldn't have said it better myself. No, Jake. I actually like. I think I never mm-hmm. touched on George Kittle from your last when we talked about last week. I think I think a boom game's coming. I think I think Jer- uh, I think George Kittle goes goes ham on Sunday night against the Packers. Um, I think they'll probably. I'll, I'll be rooting for that, and if he doesn't, I'll be very disappointed, as I have been. Michael Pittman is only electric if Carson Wentz is in the game. Period. So, Jacoby Myers, I'm really worried about. I, w- um, I see that I'm worried about him too because I, I just don't know that any of the receiving options for New England are going to be consistently started. No, I'm I'm worried he was just a total miss. And yeah, I mean, my, you said it about my running backs. I just, my first round pick and my second round pick. Not, I mean, they're they're fine, but it's just like not at the draft value. Um, right, right. They're not winning right. me weeks. I, I need those guys to be scoring 3,000 point eggs and, and Zeke's scoring 1670 while Tony and Pollard is poaching 2,400. It's absolutely outrageous. But I'm going to win this week, so I choose myself. Uh, Robert Woods, Jack. I think he goes through over 2,000 this week. I appreciate I think, that. I think, you, I think you surprised everyone, and you have a really good week. And, I agree. I and agree. It's, a, it's actually a really, really close one between you and Drew. Um, I win, though. But you choose Drew. All right. Is that the last matchup? What else is on the agenda? Should we talk about college... Uh, you want to talk like 20, 20 to 30 minutes on like, <laughs> yeah, I, I would say we the, could college, the, the college world today and, <laughs> and, and, and where it stands as it was yeah. the current state of the world. Well, personally, I just think, I mean, academically speaking, it just college is more of an experience than a, than a, than a course plan. You know what I mean? It's, it's more about. It's more about living college than it is about learning college. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, for sure. Yeah, 100%. Um, All right, let's stop that bit before it goes anywhere else. Um, Jack. You know, there's a reason college and collage sound so similar. Because college is really just a collage of experiences and memories and little pieces of yourself that you build one class, one friend, one teacher, one mentor at a time until you really create a collage that you're proud of. And that's what college is. It's, it's, it's compiling your collage. That is all we have time for today, folks. Um, thank you so much for joining us. That was pretty, I mean, that was pretty good. That, that was, was honestly actually, pretty good. That was actually good. Um, I'll give you that. No, here's what I'll say, Tommy. A lot of fun. Sorry about the mic. It won't happen again. That I don't believe you. Honor. It won't happen again. Scout's honor. Period. Okay. All Thank right. you for listening. Email in. Tommy had a few requests. Uh, send in tweets in the group thread or on Twitter. Hashtag Tyrant Tom. Hashtag Miriam Tomster. Thanks for listening. Thank you to our producers, Anna and Justin. Thank you to Kason Productions. Um, we love you all, Tommy. Any last words? Not really. Um, I guess I guess I will say a few last words, guys. It's been a great two weeks. Good luck to everyone in week three. Um, truly, truly, truly. Outside of 
Jack and his despair, I think everyone everyone is actually looking pretty good right now. And Jack, I do think better days are ahead for your team. Don't give up. Never give up. Never surrender, uh, as a wise man once said. And it's going to turn around for you. There are you. There's some work to be done. There is work to be done for you. But you can do that work. You're capable of it. And uh, you're going to bounce back. You're going to be in a hunt for the playoffs. All you got to do is reach that eighth seed. And then anything can happen. Stay with it. Stay the course. Make some moves if you have to. God bless everyone. And uh, God bless the fantasy football world. Good night. Let's talk fantasy football. No, 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 no,